stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the door. Stay, 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 stay clear of the door. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA. Welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail Podcast, episode 156. Nailed it. I am still driving the monorail. This is still part of the Poochie era. It's me. It's the Daz. It's Landon Doan. But uh, guys, I'm going to cut with you. I am exhausted. So instead of having some long, drawn-out, overproduced, Big ol' hullabaloo of an intro. I'm going to welcome my friend and yours. He is Papa Monorail. It's Justin Monorail. Jay, please take the reins because I'm about to pass. Good morning, Monorail family, and good morning, Landon the Dawes Doan. Wake up, buddy. Wake up. Wake up. Mm, mm, Come to sorry. We got to yeah, get the hi, smelling hi. salts. Yeah. <laughs> get the coffee in front of you. Yeah. Um, what a week it was. I can't believe it's already over and you're already mm. back in Knoxville, Tennessee, but... Holy cow, you made the most of it, obviously, and your body is not happy with you about that. Nope, nope. Uh, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Uh, me leaving Disney, my body is like, young man, you made some poor decisions. Also, you're not so young and you feel it. Uh, my everything hurts, so so that's good. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, having having a bad back, uh, that that was definitely uh, flared up. And speaking of flared up, uh, my uh, my feet kind of exploded and they were held together by Band-Aids. So without getting uh, too graphic, uh, still moving a little bit gingerly. So, you know, that's 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 uh, fun. Yeah, I think <laughs> one of the takeaways here is people need to remember you have been quarantining. You've been isolating in place. You've been staying at home for nearly a year and a half. At or this, you should have been. Or you should have so. been. Um, at this point and more than likely your stamina has taken a little bit of a hit Um, (laughs) you know all of us had all these big plans to get like quarantine ripped and some of us did like Sam Um, the rest of us managed to just gain that uh, COVID-19 right around the waist Uh, (laughs) and you don't think that maybe it's going to make a big difference but Come down to Florida now, where it's 90 degrees all next week. Uh, Heat index in the hundreds, probably. Um, You know, sometimes still wearing a mask, although now you don't have to wear one outside. Um, It's it's optional. It's up to you. But, you know, going rope drop to close, commando touring, attraction to attraction, it is going to take a toll on your body that you may not be prepared for. And this is is something I'm, I'm glad we're talking about it, because... I think these people who are real excited to get back down here and they're like, I haven't been able to do anything since. So I have to do everything. Yeah, since January or February of 2020, I, I'm going to do everything. I'm going to spend every moment on my feet running from place to place. Yeah, you might, you might pay a terrible penalty. 
Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, slow <laughs> your roll because my app said I walked about uh, 30 miles in five days. And uh, and I don't think I walked 30 miles all of last year. So, you know, uh, my body definitely caught up to it. Maybe uh, maybe uh, do some cardio leading up to your uh, Disney <laughs> yeah. expedition. Yeah, uh-huh. I never thought I would be uh, advocating for people to work out ahead of their vacation. But as somebody who probably should have, uh, let me tell you, maybe work out before your vacation. It doesn't hurt anything. You might no, as well. It, it, well, well, it might hurt something. You might like pull a hammy. Like, like I actually broke my butt. Uh, it now has a crack in it. So, ah, 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 me with the jokes, and I'm back. But yeah, Wonderful. had a blast. Um, uh, definitely pushed myself. Which I mean, if you've listened to these podcasts, you know that's pretty much par for the course. I push myself, and then I, I, you know, explode or something like that. So, uh, you know, like I said, the more things change, the more they stay the same. It's true, but. Man, it was a great time. I didn't get to spend as much time as I had hoped in the parks with you and Frank, but I was grateful for Tuesday at the Animal Kingdom. I was Mm -hmm. grateful for Wednesday in the Magic Kingdom with additional guest theme park Rob and Skipper Bob and Skipper Alicia. (laughs) Yeah, that was the first time I was able to meet those three. Those are some really cool people. Like I've said it before, like, uh, Jay, you've cultivated a good uh, fam, as you like to call them on the Facebook. Mm -hmm. Those three killer people, top notch. Cannot wait to hang out with them again in the future. High quality. Go listen to the Cretans Guild. Yeah. High quality character individuals. Frank, he's. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. he's grandfathered in. Get it? Because he's old. He's old. (laughs) We got the jokes. Yeah. But it's always good to meet up with Monorail fam in the parks. And, um, you know, I can't wait. By the way, speaking of you're a liar who lied to me, uh, I wore my Monorail fam shirt and you definitely saw it because you were there. You did not buy me crap. I, I would like to review the tape because I think I. I think on on Tuesday, I think that I purchased a couple of items for you. It maybe not Dole Whip, but uh, we did go to Nomad Lounge and we did go to Satu Lee, and there was a lot of food. I I think I think you did okay. I'm just saying. Mm. Okay, fine. <laughs> now <laughs> the truth is, I didn't get to buy Frank a Dole Whip, uh, and he did wear his Monorail Fam shirt at Animal Kingdom. We're still yeah, there was looking. a costume change in everything. Yeah, there was, was a costume fun. change. Those pictures are still MIA. I I contacted PhotoPass help desk. Um, I haven't heard anything yet, but um, I guess if there's no proof in photography format, then why would I buy him a Dole Whip? <laughs> I think is what I'm well, really getting at. You got me there, podcast lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. I, I made the unfortunate statement in the past. If I catch you in the parks wearing a monorail, a morning monorail shirt or a monorail fam shirt, I'll buy you a Dole Whip or maybe some other tasty snack uh, the next time I see you. And so I'm going to make good on those claims. And Frank, you're going to get that Dole Whip. I wanted to do it in Animal Kingdom, and we didn't do it because the line was too long. We were going to get that adult Dole Whip, and I was going to force Frank to eat Dole Whip in the Animal Kingdom and say he liked it. <laughs> but, you know, we'll do it again. But we got a lot, of t- a lot of things to talk about in terms of your trip. But before we get into all that, let us talk a little bit about some Disney news. And I know, Landon, you mentioned a couple of headlines. What do you want to start with? Uh, let's start with the, uh, what can only be clearly, uh, interpreted as an attack on us, uh, the monorail, uh, a truck tried to kill a monorail outside of Epcot. Now I maybe have sensationalized this headline, uh, and we'll have Tucker Carlson be like, why did a truck try and attack a monorail? 
<laughs> I'm just asking the question. So, Jay, why don't why don't you actually tell us what happened? Yeah, so luckily, it, the monorail was only down for a short while after this brutal attack. Um, <laughs> it actually occurred on Friday, uh, the 20, May 21st. A Some sort of a construction truck um, crashed into the monorail beam just outside of the Contemporary Resort. It was a, a Badger Soil excavation truck, as I'm reading now. Um, Why ha- does this Badger excavation soil truck hate this monorail? Yeah, it's a great question. Um <laughs> and one that I feel like deserves to be asked. Mm-hmm. But it had, according to this article, um, it had its vacuuming equipment extended and hit the underside of the monorail beam. Minor damage was the result, and it closed the monorail for about four hours. Now, I feel like... I want to look at it this way. Maybe the Badger excavation truck is actually on our side. Because, listen... We love the monorails. I love the fact that they're getting refurbed, but there is no doubt that we need a complete overhaul of the fleet. Mm. We, we we need what are they now? I think they're the Mark Six, Mark Seven. I don't know. Don't don't quote me on any of that. I should know, <laughs> and I don't know. But what I will say is we need Mark Nine or Mark Ten uh, monorails. It's time. It's the fiftieth anniversary coming up in October. Why not roll out a whole new fleet of monorails? And I'm ready for it. Make them hover monorails. Ooh, if they're hovering, ooh. are they really monorails? That's the question we're all going to ask ourselves. <laughs> but no, um, luckily it was minor damage. Monorails are back running again. It's funny because when we did the Fast Pass standby snack break for the transportation systems, one of the things that Marissa said was it seems like the monorails are always down when she's there, which I found odd. I mean, I know that they do. They have issues, and they, I'm not saying that they run 100% all the time, but... We go pretty frequently, and I have I have only maybe been to the Magic Kingdom since we've been living down here the last two years. I maybe have only been to Magic Kingdom and Epcot once or twice, where the monorails just were out of service for the day. I've never I, I don't I've I don't see that as as frequent of an issue. It's definitely not like Rise of the Resistance level problems. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and we'll get to more of that in a minute. <laughs> but. Uh, I think of them as being relatively reliable. I know they're old and they do have their issues, but and sometimes they leak monorail juice while you're, you know, just quietly sitting in your cabin and suddenly it's, you know, you're getting a strange drip on your leg or something. But They're uh, old, they have their issues, they leak stuff, so it's just like Frank. Yeah. Mm, got him again. <laughs> got him <Sorry>. again. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, no big deal. I think it was more of out of like an abundance of caution that they put the monorail out of service for a few hours just to check the beam all is good and it's running um but yeah come on disney let's upgrade those monorails let's do it it's that'd be awesome Mm -hmm. yeah i mean you clearly have the opportunity to and like jay pointed out the 50th is coming up so what what better time than now i'm sure you can pull that off in five months (laughs) if anybody can it will be disney i don't know if they can but if 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 they can it's disney well let's look at how quickly the construction of space 220 has gone i mean (laughs) you know or or even ratatouille even though it's done and could open right now and they're just holding it from us because disney is a withholding jerk um shots fired it's true. Though, on the flip side, uh, when I was going uh, on the uh, People Mover, which that was inexplic- inexplicably down for, you know, over a year, they're really moving along on Tronstruction. Yes. Yeah, they are. That was good to see. Um, <laughs> yes. 
I think we we were talking about this in the Monorail fam group on Facebook. Somebody posted like projected completion times and they said something like sometime in 2023 for Tron. I just can't I can't Whoa. believe that. No way. Yeah, no. Like like is late this year a possibility? Sure. Unlikely, but definitely a possibility. I see somewhere in 2022 definitely being yeah. when, when Tron is open. Yeah. It would make sense to do it maybe in the slow period of like the winter, like early 2022, maybe like February, March, build up the anticipation for people to come in for spring break or something. Mm-hmm. And plus it would draw people into the park before uh, that spring break surge hits kind of like you said, you know, during the traditionally slow period. Yeah. And that's, by the way, that's why Ratatouille isn't opening. They know that, you know, oh, well, we can hold it back because people are coming right now. They're going to come anyway. We'll push this back and open it later to keep the crowds higher up later in the year. See, I I thought they were holding it for the 50th anniversary because doesn't it open like on October 1st? Yes, but also the secret is Disney knows it's going to boost attendance at Epcot with Ratatouille and... They've already pretty much like tanked this year in terms of their budget and attendance and all that kind of stuff. And it will look much better to just push those numbers into the next fiscal year, which happens to start in October. Ah, there. ah, ah, Tricky, tricky mouse. Yeah. So there you go. We've talked before about, you know, I think we talked about it on M340. It seems like a lot of things close in October or open in Mm -hmm. October. And this is why. Because that's well, I, I yeah, I, I never put together the whole fiscal year starts in that air yeah. area rather. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep, yep. That's why. So, and plus, I mean, if it opens on on October first, and everybody wants to be in MK on the first, uh, that is a pretty good way to siphon some people out of uh, Magic Kingdom, so it doesn't feel as much as a madhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I imagine, I mean, who knows? By October, maybe there's going to be fireworks. Um, I think Disney is probably shooting for that or hoping for that because it's going to be like a weird celebration if they can't put up a few exploding balls into the sky. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I mean, there, there, there was reports that this week uh, Epcot was testing some fireworks after hours. So it definitely yes. does feel like uh, they're heading that way. And, and I a thousand percent agree with you. It's like Disney definitely wants to have some sort of explosion, you know, big old finale yeah. For their 50th. Yeah, so that's interesting, too, because, yeah, they were doing some harmonious testing in Epcot um, just over the weekend. So that raises the question, do you think that that, the big announcement is going to be harmonious is going to start in October? Hmm. I mean, it could be just another thing drawing people, you know, trying to split the crowd. I don't know. That'd be interesting, but it's like, I, like... That would get some people in the park, but as park hours stand right now, I mean, MK is shut down by the time Harmonious would start, where Epcot is still open till 10 at this point. So, yeah, it's true. But maybe, maybe they know that they're going to be opening and extending Magic Kingdom hours later in uh, in the year. Could be. I would assume they would. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think they definitely, pro- I'm going to say by the time we get to October, those Magic Kingdom hours are going to be to like 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we'll see. That's just me speculating. Of course, on party nights, it won't be. That See, that's going to be very interesting because they're going to have to manage the boobash, um, mixing that in with their park hours. And you're celebrating a 50th anniversary where people are going to want to be in the parks late. They're hoping for like some special things, maybe parades, maybe fireworks, what, what have you. But you also got boobash nights happening where people are going to get chased out of the park so the yeah, party can true. happen. That's... 
it's, hmm. you know, it's an operations hmm. thing. I, I don't, I don't work for Disney operations. I don't know. Maybe they've got it all planned. I, I hope so because um, it, it sounds like it could be a little bit of a mess. But hey, that's not for me to worry about. Yeah, that's above our pay grade. Yeah. So, um, but we'll see. Yeah, that that was another thing I did want to mention was the harmonious testing. So I'm glad we eased on into that one um, and got to talk about it. Um, Landon, a question for you. You have now seen the harmonious barges in person with your very own eyes. Uh, could you please give me your thoughts on the harmonious barges? Um, I get one a year. This is the time that uh, that I'm going to go ahead and burn my, uh, my, my bleeped out sensor. Holy f***. Wow. Um, not great, Jay. Not great. Like I, I didn't, I didn't love the pictures that I was seeing online, but I was thinking, Oh, maybe, you know, I, I want to see it with my own eyes. Maybe I'll see it from a certain angle. Be like, yeah, okay. I can, I can get behind. No, no, that, that did not happen. I saw it from all around the world showcase. And every time I looked out over, uh, Oh, into the lagoon, there were those, eyesores mm-hmm. like just completely wrecking what at one point was just a like picturesque view yep. looking across the world or or looking on on my girl the epcot ball no no instead i have to look at what looks like reject dr octopus <laughs> like i oh my oh disney what you do what you do what disney you do oh my god so this is what I've been saying. I've been trying. To I know. Say, but I know. But look, I, I understand because also when I take pictures of them, I think they in the pictures, they don't look as big and like overbearing as they actually are. And then yeah. it, it's consistent. People see them in person and they're like, oh, wow. I did uh-huh. not realize they're monstrosities. Yeah. Like, like, and I do think you are right. Like, I don't think pictures do them justice. And I'm going to throw up quotes as I say justice because, uh, yeah, seeing them with your very own eyes, those things are looming. Yeah. Like, ugh. just wait till why you do, why water. you do Disney. Oh my <laughs> just God. wait till they're spraying water all day. That'll make it that much better. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah. At that point, it's like let's just go ahead and kill the entire view. Yeah, we're <laughs> and just gonna it's going to be noisy, it. by the way, because oh god, be, I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, yet. they're going to be blasting water out of those things. You're going to be able to hear it, I'm sure. Uh, so, anyways, uh, positivity. Uh, <laughs> hey, here's some positive things. Uh, there were some questions that came up because if you remember. Uh, over a year ago now, the Ample Hill. I can't ever say it. Ample Hills. <laughs> ice cream shop closed on Disney's boardwalk and just over the the weekend I think it was it was either I think it might have been Friday uh, boardwalk ice cream shop opened in its place so this is kind of strange I mean like I guess Disney in my opinion thought to themselves uh, you know people can't always get into beaches and cream when you're on the boardwalk you, there's you know you, you Ice cream is, is it feels appropriate to, to have a nice ice cream and walk around the boardwalk. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it just, it fits. And um, I guess this fills that gap, but it is just kind of a little bit, um, I don't know. It, it's strange. Like what Ample Hills I get is like a, uh, a chain and maybe they just, maybe there's financial pressures, different things going on and they just had to pull out. So Disney's like, well, we might as well use the space and open an ice cream shop. Mm-hmm. 
possibly. Yeah. Um, or maybe they too have a hard time pronouncing. They're just like, get it out of here. Ample heels. I don't know why I struggle so hard with that. But their ice cream menu is inspired by Beaches and Cream. So it's similar to what you would get at Beaches and Cream. Uh, the, the, the sad thing here is that I don't see any ice cream flights on the menu. And that was something mm. you could get at Ample Hills. And I mean, ice cream flight is like just one of those perfect, like too good to be true kind of things. And maybe that's why it's gone. But I mean, uh, behind beer flights, uh, ice cream flights are my second favorite flight. Mm-hmm. It's a flight of fancy for sure. But so, you can- so when you say the menu's inspired by beaches and cream, is this another place people can go get the kitchen sink, or is that still exclusively to beaches and cream? Yeah, you you cannot get the the kitchen sink at okay. the Boardwalk Ice Cream Shop. It's it's nothing that's like super exciting. I mean, it's it's ice cream, and ice cream is good. You don't have to go crazy mm-hmm. with ice cream. Um, but yeah, no, you do kinda, have to scream for ice cream. You do scream for ice cream. And I think it just kind of, I mean, I scream for ice cream and, and, and <laughs> you <laughs> scream for ice cream together. We all scream for ice cream. We all do. But yeah, I think it just fills that, that gap that was left behind by ample Hills. That's almost as bad as enchanted tales with bell. I was, I was literally thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got an ice re- ice cream review coming. I've got, I've actually have two ice cream reviews for you all coming up later in the show. You better hang on because you're going to want to hear both of those ice cream reviews. Mm, well, uh, we call that a tease in the business, though. I would imagine uh, as you're eating this ice cream, it would be very relaxing. But if you're looking for some uh, relaxing spots in the Magic Kingdom, kind of have some bad news for you. Disney has uh, eliminated all three of the relaxation stations in the Magic Kingdom. And I would imagine that uh, Epcot, Animal Kingdom, and Hollywood Studios, they will be following. Thank you, Zoe. They will be following suit in the future. Um, and also, this is just another step back towards, uh, you know, the before times, uh, before the world caught fire. But it's like, as somebody who experienced their relaxation, their very first relaxation station earlier this week at, in Epcot, those are kind of nice. And especially when we talk about it's a bazillion degrees, it's nice to be able to get out of the heat and just kind of sit down and... Uh, mm-hmm. Breathe it in for a second. Yeah, I think we're going to miss those more than people might imagine because, Mm -hmm. yeah, now you don't have to wear your mask outside anymore. And the relaxation stations were a nice place to go in. You could take your mask off, have a drink, have a snack and just enjoy. Sometimes they were inside. You could enjoy some air conditioning. Sometimes they were in like shaded places outdoors, but usually they were in, you know, nice cooler spots. And you could really kind of catch your breath and give your feet some much needed rest for a little while. Mm -hmm. And there's still going to be spots for that. But I think, honestly, when those started popping up in the parks as they opened up post-COVID closure, because Universal had them too. And I think they might still have them at this point, but I'm not sure. I think that it really kind of um, filled a need that maybe the parks are reluctant to consider because I get that like square footage in theme parks is valuable and you want to put something that's like making you money Mm -hmm. in in those spots. But it was so nice to have these big open areas where you could spread out. You knew you'd be able to find a seat. You knew you could sit down, have a drink, have some food and just like take a load off for a little while. And, um, you know, sometimes those places are hard to, to come by when you're in a busy theme park. 
Yes. So. Like, especially like I, I made reference. I, uh, I was able to use one in Epcot. Like there are parts in Epcot. I mean, like we make the joke. There's a lot of trash cans in Epcot because, uh, they double as the table because you can never find anywhere to stand or, you know, sit while you're eating your food. So it's like, I actually went and got a drink, uh, tipsy duck and love, went back to the relaxation station, just kind of sat down and, and chilled for a second. And I do think with these eliminations, this is going to be something we're going to regret not having the option to have because i mean there there are times where it's like god i would literally punch that woman in the face if i could have her bench like clearly i didn't <laughs> and also you shouldn't be punching ladies don't punch women in the face. even for their bench but still like yeah they're like just like you said knowing you have a spot to sit down in is a very nice feeling yeah, yeah and actually so one thing we frequently debate as the parks are kind of returning back to normal is will fast pass come back? And if it does, will it be the fast pass we knew and loved before, or will it be some sort of a new fast pass option? Maybe a, a pay to play kind of fast pass in the vein of, of universal's Universal. express pass <laughs> or max pass in Disneyland, which is something that, you know, they do have paper fast passes at Disneyland, but if you want the option to use your phone and be able to book them, um, you know, much easier and have that kind of convenience, you do have to pay for that. And I think that my opinion has been that Disney's going to bring them back in a modified incarnation, and maybe they will be pay to play. Maybe that it'll be based on the level of resort you're staying at, whether or not like you get more advanced window to book a fast pass as opposed to if you're in a moderate maybe you get 60 days if you're in a value you get 30 you know that sort of thing um or you can pay to upgrade i don't know i have no inside knowledge of this i'm just saying but but my campaign has always been to institute virtual queues for mm -hmm. all of the headliners and one thing and i'm gonna you know lewis lewis has always stood by the fact that um, and Disney pick a day. Got to plug the Twitter. Disney pick a day. Um, <laughs> our good, he's a good monorail fam member. He has always argued back that if you go virtual queues for all of the headliners, you've got a problem of having all these people that are walking around the parks and it creates like a traffic problem because typically you've got them standing in line and now you just have them out wandering around and maybe they're not. I mean... You could, be, you could be shopping, you could be going into restaurants, but not everybody's going to do that. So now you just have people that are wandering around. How do you balance that out? Create relaxation zones so that if people aren't necessarily going attraction to attraction to get in the standby lines and they're just waiting on their virtual queues, get something to eat, get a little drink, go hang out in a relaxation mm -hmm. zone yep. for a little while. I mean, it goes further in the direction of what I dream. If I could build the theme parks in my image... It would be all virtual queues. There would be much more seating, much more relaxation areas, and people would be able to enjoy the day without rushing around and be able to just kind of like go with the flow, man, you know, <laughs> um, and not necessarily be all stressed and, and pulling their hair out and having park breakdowns and stuff. So it all kind of ties together. It, I don't think that virtual queues for, and, and I'm not saying every attraction in reality. Of, of course, I would love it for every attraction, but not in reality. Yeah, the barnstormer needs a virtual queue. <laughs> in in reality, what I mean is just the headliners, things that would be like your top tier fast pass attractions. Mm -hmm. Make those the virtual queues. Everything else, just do standard standby. The the crowds will disperse. And by the way, 
you build the virtual queue system so that it fills up the line to like 30 to 45 minutes, right? And then you're that's still a lot of people in line and everything else you can spread out. Go ride other things, go eat, go drink, find a relaxation station. Please, Disney, do not ever put cabanas in Tomorrowland ever, ever again. I'm doing prayer <laughs> hands right here. That's not what I'm asking for. That is not what I'm asking for. We don't need cabanas in Tomorrowland um, or anywhere in the parks. What oh. about Cabana Land? They need to be there. Oh, well, oh, now now you're talking. <laughs> now we're talking. But I think that might be what we call Volcano Bay. Um, but yeah, I, well, I don't know why I went on this tangent. But basically what I was saying is that relaxation stations are things that we need in order to move the parks into um, my vision of the Disney future. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. All right. Well, I yeah, I don't know how we got up, but but I I agree with you. Like, uh, and uh, I said what you said. Like, I do think this is something that we're going to regret not having those options to have because, like, as somebody who like pretty much walked my feet bloody and not having a place to sit down, it's like, am I gonna be like 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 that guy that just goes over to the side and like just sits on the ground because I can't find anywhere and having that option, like you said, a place where you know you can sit down and have a seat. I kind of hate losing that yep. option. Me too. Hey, uh, I feel like this would be a good opportunity to transition. You were talking about like the pain that your body went through this last week. <laughs> I feel like it's time to maybe talk about like, what was it that led to this total body breakdown that you're experiencing this weekend? Um, Cause Landon, you yourself were in the most magical place on earth last week, along with old man, Frank. And on Tuesday, the party began when we all got to get together for Frank's big day at Magic Kingdom. And all I had to say was... <laughs> yes. The boys were back in town, baby. <laughs> Them boys back together one more time. Yeah. Uh, um, I I mean, like, like you asked what caused this body breakdown. Short answer, existing. Long answer was... Uh, was five days back to back to back to back to back in the most magical place on earth. And, uh, you know, like I said, walking about 30 miles in those five days, but yes, fun times were had got in on, uh, last Sunday, uh, stood in line, uh, for the, uh, magical express for no joke, 45 minutes to an hour to yeah. get on the bus. Like if you've ever been to MCO and you've taken the magical express, you like, like, you know, you go all the way to the bottom mm -hmm. floor and then you, you know, queue up for your bus. It stretched from one end of the terminal all the way to the other end of the terminal, like, like lined up all along the desks where you could in theory rent a car. But I guess everybody's like, okay, magical express is just taking this place over. So none of those uh, <laughs> booths or kiosks were open, so, but, but yeah, uh, that is, that is how my trip to Disney started. Uh, pretty appropriate. If you think about it, standing in line. Yeah. And when you mentioned that to me, when you got into town and I immediately put it on the monorail fam Facebook group, because I have never done the Magical Express from MCO. Um, we've always either driven down or rented a car. Or, um, you know, lived there. Or lived here. So, mm -hmm. I, yeah, so I've yeah. never done the Magical Express. No, technically you were on my, uh, my check-in <laughs> for the Magical Express. I so you, I mean, you could have driven your car, paid for parking, and then, and then rid, uh, rode to the Magical Express, I buddy. could have. Yeah, Why didn't you? Enjoyed some Disney cartoons on the way to the <laughs> all-star movies. Um, well... Landon, so tell me a little bit about this, because again, I've never done it before. So 
did you how does it how exactly does it work you signed up for it did or did you have to sign up for it before you got here or did was it just like automatic because you were flying in and had a disney reservation how did that work I had to opt in uh, when I made my reservation online. At that okay. point, you can sign up for uh, a spot on the Magical Express. Though, initially, when I made my reservation, I did not. So I had to email uh, customer. I had to, yeah, email customer service, and then they added that to my reservation. Okay. Um, and I, I found out you can go in through the My Disney Experience app and alter your re- reservation and add that if you did what I did and didn't do it when you initially made the reservation. And on top of that, I only when I flew down, had a spot on the Magical Express going to Disney. My original plan was I was just going to get up in the middle of the night, get an Uber, and and go to MCO to catch my 7 a.m. flight. A couple days before, I went to the front desk to initially ask, how early do I need to call for an Uber? Are Ubers going to be readily available at that, you know, middle of the night point that I was going to be leaving. Cast member ended up uh, saying, yeah, I mean, uh, you can get an Uber, or I can just add you... Uh, to the return to uh, MCO because we will be having a bus going at that point. So I ended up going on that route. Of course, that means I had to get up at 2.45 in the morning to make a 3.45 a.m. bus. Yeah, let me tell you, yesterday was a long day. But uh, like, and so, you know, you uh, going to MCO, there was a crazy long line. Frank did not uh, experience that. He was pretty much able to get on his bus, uh, you know, not immediately, but not the 45 minutes to an hour that I went through. And um, though he did have to make several stops around the resort where my bus, the way they were breaking it down, it's like, okay, you're going to uh, all-star movies. You get in this line. You're going to uh, uh, boardwalk. You get in this line. You're going to the poly. You get in this line. So once I got on the bus, there was no stop. It was a straight shot to movies for me. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was really nice because I've heard horror stories where it's like, I guess kind of Frank did. He crawled yeah. around every stop on the <laughs> resort. It's like, oh my God, just get there. So maybe while he didn't wait 45 minutes to an hour on um, in line to get on the bus, maybe he waited 45 minutes to an hour to get to his hotel once yeah, he got on. It balanced out that way for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so did you, once you um, got to MCO, did you take your luggage to the Magical Express, like, was there a drop-off area and then you got in line and they just handle your luggage for you? Or did you have to, have, like, have it with you in the line but until you got on the bus? How did that work? I had it with me in the line until I got on the bus. You know, you go to baggage claims. Uh, if you've been to MCO, you know, at least for me, uh, Delta baggage claim is on the second floor uh, so I, I waited for it to come around on the carousel, grabbed it, went down to the third floor, uh, the, the bottom floor of MCO, got in line, uh, dragged my bag with me. And then once I was outside waiting to get on the bus, there there's an area where your driver will you know take your bag and put it under the bus for you. So that's that's how that went. And then at that point, when you get to the resort, do they take the bag to your room for you or did they hand it to you as you exited the bus? They handed it to me as I exited the bus because my room wasn't ready when uh, we arrived. So I had to take it to the uh, uh, bellhop or concierge outside. Uh, there, there was a specific stand uh, where people were, you know, checking their bags because apparently there was not a lot of rooms available once we got there at that point in the day. So I got a, I got a ticket or a tag or whatever to come back and be like, "Hi, I'm, I'm landed done. I'm here to pick up my bag," and they gave it to me. Though part of me was, uh, I was, I was hoping once my room got ready, they would just, you know, uh, take it to my room. But yeah. you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to fault them for that. I wonder if this is a change because of COVID. Because I 
think it used to be that once you put the bag on the Magical Express, it would end up at your room. I think. I could be totally wrong. And people, if you've done Magical Express, come on here, tell me I'm wrong. Dial our hotline, 1-800-555-55-POUND-279, and tell me that I'm wrong. Um, but um, I think that used to happen. And then, like, in the morning, so when you when you were leaving, what they would do is you would put your bag, like, outside your room. They'd come get your bag, and then you go get on the bus, and they take it to the airport. Like, almost like it works on a cruise, like it works that way on a cruise ship. But, um, yeah, I guess maybe some things have changed in the, in the COVID times. Mm-hmm. So they don't. Maybe there's less hand, like other people handling your bag just from you know. That makes sense. Germ yeah. concerns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole thing, you know, cross contamination. Yeah. Okay. Well, have you ever stayed at All Star Movies before? Was this your first time? This was my first time at All Star Movies, and I gotta say, it's like for the price point, I really dug it. The room was was top notch. It's one of the, I stayed in the Toy Story rooms, which apparently are one of the more recently renovated rooms. Uh, outside, you know, like at the All Star Movies and Pop Century, there's like you know very Disney tastic stuff to look at. And because I was in the Toy Story area, there was a giant, you know. Uh, Buzz and Woody out there. Uh, there was an Andy's door and, you know, blocks that spelled like Buzz and Woody. And they misspelled Andy's name, which is hilarious to me. But um, and and I mean, once you got in the room, like like I, I had the option where it was the queen bed. And then there was another uh, you could pull another queen bed out of the wall. So if you had a guest or, you know, your 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 party is uh, two people, four people. Y'all can sleep comfortably in that. And I, I, I really liked uh, the room itself, and especially for the price point, too. Yeah. Yeah, this room that you had, I, I got a chance to visit your room and Frank's room. And they are the same style as the refurbished rooms at Pop, where it's just a real clean look. It's very <laughs> utility. Like, it's it, there's not a lot of flourish to it. Yeah, there, there's some like Disney animation art kind of on the wall above the bed. And when you pull down the Murphy bed, they've got some art in there, too, that had the um, the nephews. Yes, we, Hingus, we, Dingus, and Lingus. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but the rest of the room, it feels very sterile. It kind of feels mm-hmm. generic in the room. But I like the room because I feel like it makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of very useful touches like there's usb plugs everywhere in the room yes that was so nice like even on uh the 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 chest where where, you know you can store your dirty laundry if you're like me and throw it in a drawer i mean like all along the top of that were plugs for your electronic devices and straight up usb plugs Mm -hmm. which was just mm, yeah loved having that they're everywhere yeah. Um, the bathroom, you know, it's it's not huge. It's got the locked down toiletries, so you don't <laughs> put them in your bag and take them home. Which, which uh, Frank uh, said in the gift shop, it was $28 for Disney shampoo. Yeah. It's like some good shampoo. I'll admit that. Is and, and as a guy with a fantastic head of hair, which is perfect for an audio podcast, uh, like, like I do appreciate some good shampoo, not $30 shampoo. Good <laughs> Lord. <laughs> you you got to pay that Disney premium. No, yeah. though I totally uh, did take a bar of soap. So you know, in oh, your face, Disney. There you go. Made that money back. Oh man, I shouldn't have said that. They're gonna they're, they're gonna charge my car. They're, they'll send you a bill. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, we, we heard you took some Disney uh, soap. It's seventeen ninety five. Yeah, <laughs> but for all of the touches in there, you know, you've got your refrigerator. You've got you know the that coffee was, maker. That was nice too. All those sorts of things. We noticed no alarm clocks. Yeah, like no clocks at all. Like when I originally yeah. got there, I was looking around for what what time is it? 
oh, there's no clock. And I mean, it's like, oh, man, I really hope the last person didn't steal their clock and then they're going to charge me when they go to the check. It's like, oh, well, you know, he, uh, he he took the soap and the clock. So it's $17.95 for the soap and $195 for the Disney clock. Yeah. So it's like if you want if you're like me and, and you're always worried what time it is when you wake up or you're you're. Thing and like, okay, uh, I don't want to oversleep my alarm or be, be like, okay, I have X amount of hours until my alarm goes off. The best thing I found was to leave your TV on, mute it, and put it on channel two, which was the uh, screen to let you know the hours of Hollywood Studios, Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Animal Kingdom, Disney Springs, stuff like that, because in the right-hand corner, there is always a clock. So Yeah. Yeah, you could either do that or definitely just bring like a small alarm clock with you because I get that. Like I'm the same kind of way. When I wake up in the middle of the night, I like to be able to roll over and see what time it is. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, and without looking at my phone. My phone. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, I, I'm the same way. So it, it's just something to consider. Those rooms do not have clocks in them, which is weird. It's like like did we as a society vote that clocks are no longer needed? I guess, you know, everybody's got them in their phone. You've got an alarm clock in your phone. I guess Disney's just like, people don't need it. Um, but I I don't know. We're old-fashioned. This is where we <laughs> we start to talk about, you know, back in our day, there were clocks yep. in every room. Back in our day, there was a clock wherever you looked. Yeah. Um, Sometimes so a clock had a clock in it. If you're like us and you, you're old, old-fashioned, then maybe just bring like a small alarm, a digital alarm clock or something with you because there mm-hmm. won't be one. Yeah, I was like, like I'm, I'm still blown away that they didn't have clocks. That was weird. Well, what did you think about the the main building with the food court, the uh, the gift shop? I know the arcade wasn't open, but uh, what were your thoughts on that main uh, building there at the All Star Movies? It was nice. Um, I was within walking distance of the uh, of the main building itself, which 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 is nice because I've stayed. Uh, we, we stayed at what a uh, uh, pop animation uh when when galaxy's edge opened and it felt like to get to the front desk or the cafeteria we had to like you know uh maybe maybe catch a bus to get to the front of the building that would have been quicker but being within walking distance was nice being able to hit up the cafeteria man mobile ordering for the cafeteria is so dang nice just being beep boop 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 on the phone uh you know, place your order, then hit the button. I'm here. Start preparing. That is such a nice touch, especially it's like because Disney isn't doing, you know, room service or delivering food to the room right now. So that ability to kind of, you know, it's not room service, but the ability to just kind of like hit a couple buttons on your phone. It's already paid for walk in, grab it, head back to your room. So nice, especially when you get back uh, to the parks or back from the parks after a long day and you realize, okay, I have this for breakfast, this for lunch and uh oh! I didn't have dinner. I probably need to do that. So because that happened to me once. Um, I I I really liked it. I, the The lobby itself it was it was fine. Um, for the theming, it wasn't you know anything grandiose or over the top. And the gift shop, I mean, it's it it was it was a gift shop. Yeah, yeah. So we we stayed at Art of Animation um, for the opening of Galaxy's Edge, and we were in a Little Mermaid room that was literally. <laughs> It, it might have been the farthest possible place we could have been from yeah, the main like, building. We were way out there. Yeah, it was a long walk, but 
so you're right like we'd get back at night and if you went back to the room without stopping to like fill up your mug or grab a little yeah, snack or, or something or god forbid you forgot your mug and you're thirsty so you yeah. go back to the room to get your mug and then you make the trek back to the cafeteria and then he's like okay I'm just gonna set up base camp here and make it back in the morning yeah because essentially you've been walking all day long and that kind of a hike to make it back to the main building, go to the cafeteria, whatever you need to do is, it's pretty daunting. So you may just decide it's better to starve for the night or something. But, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. And, and like as somebody who ended up needing some band-aids a couple times during the week uh, and the gift shop sells band-aids, the fact that it was within walking distance yeah. was definitely a positive on my broken down husk of a, of a body. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I now, definitely appreciated that. Plus, they also sell booze, which every time I saw it, it's like, that's so weird. <laughs> it is weird, yeah. <laughs> it's like, hi, I would like a Band-Aid and th- that bottle of Jack Daniels, please. I'm an adult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I would, I do want to point out, so you were in a what they call a preferred room. So you, yes. you paid just a little bit more, but what that means is you will be closer to the main building, to the bus stop, that sort of thing. Um, I walked around when I dropped you guys off um, on Tuesday night at All-Star Movies. I walked around the property for a little while and it is large. It is a mm-hmm. large resort. And if you were staying over in like the, the Dalmatians area um, or maybe Herbie or something like that, you could have been a good, I don't know, seven, eight minute walk away from, or maybe more from, from mm. the lobby. And, um, so Which, I mean, has, that doesn't sound like a lot, but again, like like if if you've been hoofing it around Magic Kingdom, uh, grand opening to grand closing, Jay Z style, it's like that seven to eight minute walk is like okay, I'm I'm yeah. just gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> go on without me. Bring me back a Mickey pretzel. <laughs> Yeah. No, speaking of the property, I'm not a pool guy, and we kind of talked about this when uh, when we were you know ranking uh, the value resorts mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That pool was incredible. The Fantasia, like like Sorcerer Mickey mm-hmm. look, and and they got the brooms to one side, like like that pool was so awesome. I said it. I'm not a pool guy. I thought about getting in the pool. <laughs> yeah, I know Frank did. That was like the first thing he did when you guys got back on Tuesday night. He was. I dropped you off at your room, or actually, you and I walked over to the to the main building so you could fill up your mug. You walked back. I took a stop at the gift shop, used the bathroom, come out. Frank is in the pool. Like he was swimming <laughs> and he was like wrapping it up as I was coming out. So he like beelined it to the pool after we split up with him. But, um, but Frank apparently is a pool guy. He said that yeah. his, uh, way to help his body recover is to dive into the pool and then go take a hot shower. Yeah. Yeah. He does that. He did it when we were, when we did the art of animation state. That's series. right. He did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's his, that's a signature Frank move right there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I I really enjoyed the theming of the resort. I think it's very cute. Um, the different sections, the Mighty Duck section with the pool is really cool because they make it look like a hockey rink. I don't know if you made your way over there, but no, I didn't even know that was an option. Yeah, that's that's, that's kind of awesome. It was real neat. Um, the Dalmatians area was was cute. I really did like the Herbie. Surprisingly, I thought the Herbie area was like really cool too. And it's like that's such a. Do people even know what that is anymore? I mean. I they guess. might know the Lindsay Lohan yeah. version. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of weird. But um, but all of it, like, I thought all the theming was really good. I will say about the main building, at, comparing it to, like, pop and art of animation, you can tell that it is, like, a step down. It just feels like it is in dire need of a rehab. Um, mm-hmm. the, the thing I find very odd is that the cafeteria is carpeted. And the carpet 
looks like an old showbiz pizza or something. It's got like <laughs> confetti and streamers all over it. Yeah, that design, yeah. It's so weird mm-hmm. and it looks all run down. It just does not look good. Like that's they should just replace that with tile. Um is really what they need to do, but and, and plus, as many spills as they must have, I mean, like, yeah. you would you would think they would tile it over or lay down, like, you know, wood or something. Laminate like, or something. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. like carpet seems like a bad option, especially when you got a bunch of little ones running around and, you know, knocking their bowl yeah. of, of Skeddy or Cheerios off the table. Exactly. So that seems like a strange choice. But maybe when they, um, you know, do a little rehab on the All-Star <laughs> Resorts, maybe they'll do that. But um, Rehab. <laughs> they just need it. They need some rehab. <laughs> uh, we're we're going to get the cafeteria clean and back on its feet. Yeah. But this this was my <laughs> first time visiting the All-Star Resorts, too. And I'll just say, like, I've become a fan. I, You know, our first value stay as a family was at Art of Animation. We loved it. We thought it was amazing. Um, everything about it just feels so, like, Disney and immersive. And it, and it feels like a value plus. And I thought, because of that, I wasn't going to like Pop Century. So then I stayed at Pop, and I was like, holy crap, this place is a little cheaper. It's just as good. I mean, the rooms, you get what you pay for. They're value rooms, right? Like I said, they're very utility. They're not going to be, like, crazy upscale fancy. But, um, like, the, the resort amenities as a whole, like the pool area, the the main building, the, the cafeteria, it's all real good. And I was like, okay, well, now I know I like Pop and Art of Animation. How am I going to feel about the All-Star Resorts? Really, there's not that big of a difference but I will say just that that was my main takeaway is I feel like the main building that you can tell it's like another step, just a, just a, maybe a half step down from what you get at like pop and art of animation. Just my mm-hmm. opinion. Not that it's bad. It's just, it's just, they are cheaper and you can tell that it's a slightly more affordable resort. But at the same time, that's that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's like like I'll be honest when when I heard I got a Toy Story uh, room, I was like, oh cool. I wonder if it's going to be themed like you know Andy's room or something like that. So when I walked in, it's like, oh okay, well there's there's a little bit of Disney theming. But other than that, it was just a hotel room. By the end, I was absolutely fine with it because like like you said, it's a it's a very user friendly, so to speak, room. Like you have the Murphy bed and, and if you have the Murphy bed up, guess what? You have a table with two chairs where you can sit down and eat your chicken tenders for dinner because you completely forgot to eat that day. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I do like having that option and having the mini fridge there. That was, that was a very nice touch too. being able to, you know, uh, put some water in my bottle uh, before I go to bed, throw it in the refrigerator. Uh, so I have a nice, you know, bottle of cold water to drink in the morning. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, and that Fantasia pool is really nice. I agree. Oh, that's so cool. That is so cool. Yeah, it is very, very well themed, and it's cool to see the brooms. Like you said, they're they're kind of decorating the sides of the building uh, mm-hmm. yep. on, on either side of the pool. And Mickey's there in the middle um, conjuring the water to spray forth onto the pool. And um, now Frank said the water was a little cold. I guess it's a little early in the season. Maybe it hasn't quite heated up yet. But uh, so to be fair, if I'm if I'm hopping in a pool and it's you know a bazillion degrees outside, I'm okay if it's yeah, cold. Right? It's mm-hmm. that, that's not such a bad thing. So no. Okay. And by the way, every every one of the cast members at the resort, and I'll say this as well that I came across in the parks. This isn't going to surprise anybody. Top-notch customer service. Thank you, cast members. Uh, y'all y'all are part of what makes the magic of Disney magic happen. Uh, and shout out to Izzy in particular, front desk at the uh, at, at the uh, main building of uh, movies. Oh, All-Star nice. movies. Did you give her mm-hmm. our card? Is she a listener now? 
I hope so. Izzy, if you're listening, let us know. Call us on the hotline, 1 800 555 Star pound 927 or whatever I said. Five. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you're right, man. We, we say it all the time that the cast members are the ones that make the magic. And uh, I, even in the two days that I got to hang out with you guys in the parks, it's they're, they're the ones that do it, man. The parks. <laughs> wouldn't be the same without the the magic the cast members bring and and you know one thing that's going to add to that is disney's bringing back the college program yes we're gonna get those college kids back in there who are basically working for peanuts but they're just happy to be there they exactly bring- they're happy to be there the world yeah. hasn't totally crushed them like us jaded adults has and they think yeah i can still go out there and grab the world by the tail exactly and they've got that disney magic in their eyes mm-hmm. so It'll be nice to have them back. And on top of that, I didn't see one person lose it on a cast member for mentioning the masks, which I was so sure that was going to happen. I was going to see Florida man and or woman like, like, uh, you're infringing upon my freedoms with this mask. This is uh, this is not to I didn't see that once. So I am so glad. Good job, everybody. You kind of acted like adults this week. Yeah, I'm happy to hear that for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Let's talk about some of the your favorite experiences from this trip. I don't think we have to go beat by beat every single day. I mean, I know you, you started out on your own. Uh, your first day you were at Epcot. Mm-hmm. Um, you saw the barges. I know that was a highlight for you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. After seeing the barges, it's like, I might as well just get back on the plane because nothing's going to top this. <laughs> it, just, did you ha- vacation over. Did you have any, uh, any really cool like first time experiences that day or anything that stood out to you on your first day? I look back on my first day in Epcot, and the one thing that stands out to me is the Orange Bird smoothie oh. uh, that's available uh, for uh, flower and garden. Uh, it's a orange lemon smoothie, and it comes in the uh, Orange Bird sipper. That thing was <laughs> so dang good! Like, oh my god! Like, like I would pay fifteen dollars for it, even if it didn't come with the Orange Bird sipper. That's how good it was, and there was no booze in it either, which is kind of surprising for me. I know, right? I that is hard for me to believe. But it wasn't. I even asked. <laughs> can you put some in there? Um, <laughs> no, that's really good to hear for sure. Um, I and I we've had that. I think we had it last year. We haven't had it this year. That's one of uh, that's one of Chicken Nuggets' favorites. Is that it's good? And um, Chicken Nug has good taste. Though apparently somebody was telling me. I think it might have been Skipper Bob that uh, that it, it might have changed some this. Uh, oh, really? From last year to this year. So, so y'all still might want to give it a shot. You know, compare and contrast. But regardless, you're getting a tasty beverage. It's fun for the whole family. I did not know that they changed up the uh, the old formula on that one. So, yeah, I guess we're gonna have to try it again. But that's okay. <laughs> yep. Because I, I mean, you're getting a tasty beverage. Um. Yeah, I was I was actually pulling it up on the um, on the Di- my Disney Experience app because I was going to tell people how much it was, and it doesn't say uh, it's fifteen dollars. It was fifteen. Okay. Yeah, but it does come with the uh, Orange Bird Sipper, which which they also changed from last year too. Yeah, so too. yeah, yeah, yeah. My my Orange Bird Sipper is now uh, one of my permanent Disney uh, displays in my condo. So I do want to tell a, you all. It's this. a good looking cup. I want to tell you all this because I've had it in the past. This might sound tempting to you. The Isla Mirada Beer Company Coconut Key Lime Ale. You can skip it. It's uh, it sounds better than it tastes. Well, I'm gonna be honest. I'm not a coconut man, so uh, you know that 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 wouldn't place on my uh, chart of things to drink. Now, if somebody bought it for me, I'm not gonna turn down a free beer. I'm not dumb, but still. 
One thing I didn't ask you was how how did it feel to walk back in the parks after more than a year of being gone? Like, how was it walking into Epcot and seeing Spaceship Earth in all her glory? I had a uh, skip in my step. Like I was, I was on Cloud Nine going through, uh, going through, you know, where you scan your magic band and 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 seeing seeing it go in a circle and then light up green. It's like ah, Chewy, we're home. Like yeah. uh, and 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 seeing my girl Spaceship Earth, good old Epcot ball. It's like. Uh, I got emotional last week. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and you know keep my emotions in check. But yeah, it was a uh, it was nice to just walk around the world showcase. What and, was your and, first ride? Oh, Spaceship Earth. Okay. Like 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 I, originally I wouldn't. Uh, I was actually going to do Living with the Land as my first ride. But as I was walking by Spaceship Earth, it said you know wait time thirty five minutes. And then I look at the line. It's like that's practically a walk on. So it's like, well, I'm here. Let's, 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 let's get on the Epcot ball and go thank the Phoenicians, which, yeah. which I did, by the way, always thank the Phoenicians. You must. You mm-hmm. must. <laughs> All right. Day two, you were in Hollywood studios. What stood out to you on day two? <laughs> Being walked off rise of the resistance. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this so is I got a, to ride Rise of the Resistance one and a half times. Yeah, this is an experience <laughs> I have not had. I was telling Landon I'm so jealous of this experience because if you if you made a Rise bingo card, I could check so many boxes. I, I've gone both routes that you could go because it does go two different routes after you get to the AT-AT room. You know, you could either go beside it or in front of it. I've done both. Um I've seen Kylo Ren in B mode when the Wicked Witch animatronic isn't working (laughs) and the TIE fighter comes up and shoots at you from the outside. I've seen it. I've seen the probe droid work. I've seen it not work. I've, you know, just about everything. The thing that hasn't happened is breaking down and being walked off. The closest I came, we were at the unload area and the, the ride vehicle was sliding over to like, right where you would get off and and actually the gates would open up and they would release the restraints and it stopped like two feet away from it so they had to come and like open it up and we had to like (laughs) so that's the closest i've been Um, please tell me you asked the cast and be like hey the ride broke down you better scan me so i can get back on (laughs) (laughs) that's what i felt i was like hey it broke while we were on it do we get a fast pass um but no um so landon that is amazing and i need you to tell us all about breaking down and walking off rise the resistance okay um it happened in the at at room and jay talks about how there's two different paths to take every time that i've been on rise it's always off to the side and i go up this was the very first time that my cart like oh holy crap i'm gonna be in front of the at at when we go up the elevator so so we load into the back go up the elevator we start to pull out of the elevator shaft comes to a halt pause pause lights turn on and then the adat guns flip over and and they start lighting up like they're shooting at us they're like huh this is this is this is weird this this isn't supposed to happen so then uh we just hang out there lights come on we hear please 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 stay in your uh, car as we try and uh, get this back on ride please hold uh and and we hear that a couple times and then we get the announcement uh please stay in your carts uh, cast members are coming out to help you out wow. and walk you off though Remember how I said we started to come out of the elevator shaft? Yep. We weren't completely out of the elevator shaft. Like like we were we were halfway in, halfway out. So there was some uh, worry. It's like like we're fine, right? <laughs> 
right? Right? We're fine? Hello? And I'm not going to lie. There was a point uh, we, we, we were all kind of talking with each other. Everybody's like, oh, well, well, uh, I, I really, they better give us a fast pass. And I actually had to be like, uh, this has happened before. And my understanding is everybody gets a fast pass. So we'll be able to do it. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. All right. Well, that's fine. So we're, we're talking amongst ourselves and we see the, we see a shadow above us start to move like slowly down. And then like out of the shadow comes this gate. Uh-huh. It's coming right towards the edge of the elevator shaft that I thought might start pushing the shaft <laughs> down to the ground to reset. Like you could have heard a pin drop. I'm not going to lie. Almost had a slight panic attack for a second. It's like, oh God. Oh, oh, oh God. They're going to push the elevator shaft down. And we're all going to die. <laughs> clearly, clearly that didn't happen. It was just a gate to come down. I actually have a picture on my socials of the gate in rest mode with a yellow safety strap uh, on it. But uh, I mean, it um it, at that point, we're just waiting for cast members to come around. We, uh, we we got a couple of really good cast members who walked us off. And being able to walk through Rise of the Resistance and kind of see how some of the tricks worked. You talk about uh, seeing the Kylo Ren uh, animatronic in uh, you know Wicked Witch mode, uh, but it, it's in B mode. I got to see the Rin and Hux uh, animatronic uh, kind of in rest mode. They, they were turned around looking out where the carts would be, just standing there. <laughs> <laughs> just standing there. Uh, I got to look down the hall and see uh, how they make the effect of where Kylo Ren comes out of the darkness with his lightsaber. I got to see how that works. I'm not going to reveal the magic because for me, it kind of kind of like, oh, okay, well, 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 that's that's how it works. But that was also cool. And I also got to walk through the part where your uh, cart goes down and Ren jumps on your elevator yeah. cart and starts to cut through. Got to walk through that and uh, the magic was kind of revealed on that one. And then they ushered us into some back hallways where it looks like I was being taken to the principal's office or something <laughs> like 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 this looked like something out of like a high school uh, which which kind of like you know I understand why they didn't you know throw thousands of dollars into you know dressing this up and making it feel immersive but on the flip side as often as this ride breaks down maybe you know don't have like storage closet 10 with with the picture of what's in that storage closet on the outside like 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 at least like let us pretend a little I bit know. but yeah that was um that was interesting. Yeah. I, I said the same thing, but um, I was just thinking, like, when we were talking about this, like you said, it, the ride breaks down so often. Why not throw a little bit of money into making <laughs> two hall two hallways, one or two hallways that look like you're still on the Star Destroyer? So, yeah. you know, at least it kind of the theming carries out while the guests are being, you know, um, evacuated. But Frank made a good point about this, and he was saying, the main reason they wouldn't want to do that is because if there's like a real emergency, they want you to know that we're not playing around anymore. That's yeah, that's 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 a fair point. And I will say it's like the cast members like 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 uh, they drop the whole charade because, mm-hmm. you know, once you get on on the Star Destroyer, it's like uh, they're supposed to be kind of mean to you. Yeah. This, they didn't treat it like, you know, Dick's Last Resort or something uh, where, where, you know, your waiter makes fun of you as you you know order a cheeseburger or something like they were. They were very like upfront. Like, OK, follow us. Please keep your phones and cameras <laughs> in your pocket. They were very adamant on that one because otherwise like I'm uh, yeah. I'm going to record this. I'm going to be that guy. And they're like, nope, nope. Keep them, keep them in your pocket. We don't want to see them. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, and I and that makes sense to me because I, I was thinking too, like they could still be in character as they walk the guest off the ride. But I guess you know people would be like, oh, this is just this is part of it. That this ride, is part of the show. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So so like at some point, Ren's gonna come busting out of this uh, out of this corridor, and we're back on the ride. Yeah. No, 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 nothing, nothing like that. No imperial person would be like, well, you know, we need to get you out of here, otherwise we're gonna have to fill out paperwork, and, and Ren hates paperwork or something like that. Right. Anything else about day two? Um, yeah, uh, if, if you're in a party by yourself, don't wait in line for Smuggler's Run because you're going to end up being the engineer guaranteed. <laughs> I waited a dadgum hour just to be the engineer. Yeah. Like, going through the entire queue just to be the engineer. Yeah, that's not... Don't do it. Not really worth it. No, no. And and, and Frank had a very similar uh, experience Um I guess it was on Thursday. Uh, he he went on uh, Smugglers before I got there, and he thought what I thought. It's like they put you off by yourself, off to the side. You're like, holy crap, maybe I'm going to have a, a cockpit all to myself. So you go from one end of the uh, emotional spectrum all the way to the other when it's like, okay, when you get in there, you're going to have to grapple and hook the coaxium, and on the inside, I'm just screaming. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that does suck. Um <laughs> I wonder sometimes if you've never ridden Smuggler's Run, would you accept the engineer seat just, you know, because you get to be part of it, you get to experience it, you get to see it. I think maybe that first time, possibly. But, oh, yeah. 1,000%. Yeah. But after that, no mm -hmm. way. Especially if you've already been the pilot or yeah. if you've been the gunner or if you've been the engineer. Because the engineer, it's like a whole lot of like hitting buttons that flash and having to not look at the screen. Yes. That was mm -hmm. my experience too, is that when you're the engineer, if you really want to make sure you're hitting all your buttons at the right time, you're looking sideways as much as you're looking forward, which exactly. means you're yeah. not getting to see the action. Pilot's a totally different thing. In fact, you're so involved watching the action. Sometimes you don't hit the brake in time and you slam into the train, um, <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. But like, yeah, I don't know that to me, the rewritability of, of smugglers, um, I think it goes way down if you're a single rider for sure after that first time. But it, it absolutely does. And it's like with, with single rider line not being an option, like, okay, you can wait 15, 20 minutes in single rider. Okay. Yeah. At that point you get to get on the Falcon. You're an engineer. Not, not the most fun job in the world, but at the same time, you're still on the Falcon having to go through the entire dang queue, like, like close to an hour just to be an engineer. No, thank you. Nope. No, thanks. By the way, breakfast Ronto wrap is better than the regular Ronto wrap. Ooh, I know, because you don't that like takes. slaw. Nope. No, though, uh, me and Frank on Thursday, we had the regular Ronto wrap, um, and Frank said he agreed with me because the slaw wasn't all that great. Well, you can both be wrong. That's fine. <laughs> I love the lunch and dinner Ronto wrap. I personally prefer it, but um, I think it's because it's a little spicier. I do like the slaw. I like that crunch of the slaw in there. Um, it's a nice breakup of the texture. So that's my preference is lunch. I think they're both amazing, though. Yeah, yeah, they're they're both top notch. I mean, if you're in if you're in Hollywood studio, you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't get a Ronto wrap. By the way, we had to get our regular Ronto wrap from Docking Bay Seven because the Ronto roast uh, shut down. Uh, the chips in Docking Bay Seven are terrible. Oh, they're gross. They're like banana chips or something. They're not actual potato chips. Okay, so they're space chips. They're garbage is what they are. 
A bad review for Docking Bay 7. Uh, keep that in mind. This, usually, I mean, the food in Galaxy's Edge is pretty strong, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except for those chips. It's worth pointing out if something's not good. Mm-hmm. Had uh, had me a uh, surly Sarlacc in honor of a uh, chicken nugget, but apparently uh, he thought that was an insult, and I was just rubbing salt into his yeah. uh, Sarlacc wound. So yes. apologies to the nug. That's true. He did not take that well. But uh, that's a tasty beverage. Like, mm-hmm. like if, if that tastes half as good as the uh, as the sour Sarlacc, I can understand why he's still surly that it's gone. <laughs> like that is that is that was a tasty beverage. Yeah, the the sour Sarlacc. He loved it. It was like his favorite thing. And, and speaking of favorite things, I was just going to say, th- I don't know if this is overstepping my opinion or not, but I think that the Ronto wrap is the single best quick service item in the Disney parks. I really do. I, mm, I'd I, be hard pressed to disagree on that. Like, I don't know if, if there's anything else that would stack up to where I would recommend someone, you must have this when you go to this park. You have to. The Ronto wrap, as long as you're... You know, well, now if you're a vegetarian, I guess you could get the meatless one, but I, yeah. I, don't, I don't think I would say the same. I don't like the the meat free option is fine, but it's no regular Ronto wrap. If you're a vegetarian and you want to go for something else, maybe head to Woody's Lunchbox because they have some killer food there too. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, adult pop tarts, those uh, those uh, tachos. what do they call them? Tachos. Yeah, tachos, wagon wheels, or something like that. By the way, speaking of Star Wars and Rise of the Resistance, if it wasn't for Rise of the Resistance, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway would run away as the number one attraction in all of Hollywood Studios. Full stop. Oh yeah, that's the other thing. God. That was the first time. Yeah. So tell us about that. Like you got to ride it a couple times, right? Yes, I uh, I got there for what I thought was going to be rope drop. Uh, park opened at nine. I got there about like eight twenty, eight thirty. They were already letting people in, so I I just made a beeline straight to uh, w- what used to be the great movie ride to go ride Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, uh, and it was it was practically a walk on. There was maybe a five minute wait. I was blown away by it. I loved how the animation translates so perfectly to an attraction like this. It's fun. Uh, there are different beats to the show. I'm not going to give it away uh, because you might want to experience it for yourself. It was so good. In fact, I immediately got off and went back on to get in NQ yep. to ride it again. Like it is like, like, uh, like I said, if it wasn't for rise, this would be number one with a bullet attraction in Hollywood studio over tower of terror, over rock and roller coaster, over slinky, like everything pales in comparison to Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway. Yeah, that's I'm, I'm glad you loved it so much because we do too. And I can't wait for you to be able to see the pre-show. Cause again, the mm-hmm. pre-show is not happening right now. And I honestly think in terms of building up the anticipation and tying into the story and just making it a completely immersive experience, that pre-show does it better than almost anything else. Although I would say tower of terror is up there, um, in terms of pre-show, but, um, I mean, it is, it's, it's awesome. So totally worth it for you to go back and, and do it again once i mean you would anyway but once that absolutely yeah, going, yeah yeah i i clearly love this this yeah. attraction and and i saw some pictures it's like i didn't see any of the potato land stuff so so i knew some stuff was missing but i didn't realize oh. that there was there was like a pre-show that i was missing out on until you pointed it out but yeah looking forward to going back and getting the you know full experience yeah. and actually those photo ops are not in the same building as mickey and me's runway railway so if you go watch 
Like you go to the theater where they're playing the Mickey shorts, right? Okay, now. all right. Yeah, on like, the, like literally right next door. Yeah. Yeah, on the exit. When you exit the theater, that's where those photo ops are. Oh, okay. All right. Because I was confused I about that, that too. I didn't know where they were for a while, but yeah, that's where they're at. Holy cow. We're having such a good time recording this podcast and reliving Landon's epic return to the most magical place on wor- on earth, even, that we just can't find a place to stop. So I'm going to stop us right here. We're going to have a part two coming up later this week. So make sure you're updating your feeds, watching for part two of episode 156. So it'll be like 156 part B subsection Roman numeral four. Uh, That's coming out like Wednesday. But for now, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. We love you so much. We are the Morning Monorail. Morning Monorail on Instagram and Twitter. The website's morningmonorail.com. And you can join the Morning Monorail family on Facebook and talk with us all week long about Disney and other topics, whatever you want to, but mostly Disney and the Facebook. You can find Landon at L-E-N-D-O-Z, Landoz on Twitter. He's also on Instagram, Dawes Does Disney. You can check out some of his photos from the week that was. And he's on the Phil Show, News Talk 98.7, streaming worldwide, Newstalk987.com, every morning, 6 to 10 a.m., Check him out there as well. Have a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you a little bit later. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. You can find us on the socials at Morning Monorail. The website is morningmonorail.com and the email is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail 407-917-2144. Thank you so much for being part of the Monorail family. We'll see you next time.